I would like to share with you my understanding of the Divine Mother or the way of the Divine Feminine. And really you could say it's a fundamental approach of conscious self-surrender to the Divine. And not the Divine in its transcendental aspect, but in its imminent aspect and what is often called the power of the divine, or Chit Shakti, which is this conscious power. It is the power to manifest. And this is an approach that differs slightly from other approaches, but it's the approach of conscious self-surrender. We have other approaches such as uh, Bhakti Yoga, which is the way of love, and then Karma Yoga, which is the way of service or action, and Jnana Yoga, which is approach of knowledge. So there are different approaches. Maybe the difference you could say between some of the approaches is how you come into relation to that divine. When we say use the path of jnana, which is knowledge, and we use a path of maybe neti neti, which is we start to disregard anything that moves, any activity, and we try to trace the source of the eye through self-inquiry until you could say it collapses into this impersonal peace, sometimes called the self or absolute. And that realization is complete in itself. But if we exclusively focus on that, then we miss the opportunity to also realize the bliss of conscious activity, which is realizing this conscious power of the divine. And really they're not two. You could say there's the self and self-power. Or another analogy maybe you could use is the sun and sunlight. The sun being that transcendent aspect and then the light being the power, the conscious power that illuminates, that manifests. So sometimes people call this conscious power Maya, and sometimes that has connotations that somehow we're being fooled. But originally the meaning of Maya means to measure out, and you could say that's what she does, the mother, that she's this measuring power. She measures the infinite into finite aspects. So she allows for individual points of consciousness, which allows for a relationship, allows for evolution, 
and allows for this manifest world. This manifest world is only the material layer of her power. And the way of conscious self-surrender to the mother, we start to scratch beneath the surface and open up to her vast intelligence. And in doing so, she reveals God, but God in his, you could say, personal aspect, or the self in its personal aspect. God that's imminent, the divine that's imminent here, we start to see, you could say, the self in everyone and everything, God in everyone or everything, the divine in everyone or everything. So you could say it has a personal and relational aspect to it. Whereas when there is just this movement and realization to this peace, this static peace, it's a fantastic realization, but then it's got by way of neti neti, by denial of the activity, so we can exclusively focus on this transcendent, silent I. But this mysterious I is infinite and there's many approaches to this infinity and one is through this conscious power and both realizations are available and they're not contrary to each other that as you become more conscious, you can hold the paradox of a divine that's still and active all at once. And in a way, it's whether we reject the divine feminine or embrace her, that either way she reveals the divine. She may reveal by pushing against her, we open to the transcendent aspect of the divine. By embracing her, we come to this more imminent aspect of the divine. And even through, say, Bhakti Yoga or Karma Yoga or Jnana Yoga, we're using our mind to contemplate, to self-inquire. We're using our heart to love, or our body in conscious service. And really, mind, body, and emotions, this vital energy, are this material aspect of Shakti. So we're using Shakti power of the divine, to contemplate the divine, to love the divine, to inquire into the divine, to serve the divine. So even if we don't consciously recognize 
that it's the divine power, the divine feminine, the power of the divine, we can still benefit in that we can use these abilities to contemplate, to inquire, to come to a realization of the transcendent divine, the self. But we can also deepen into her, embrace her. And then this brings us to a conscious appreciation of the imminent divine. And this, for me, is a transformational power because it starts to bring light to areas of unconsciousness in our mind, in our vital and in our physical. It, in a way, you could say it makes it more conscious, it raises it up. And this is the evolutionary impulse within us to change, to grow as human beings, to evolve, and very needed at this time, in times of crisis and change. How do we start to consciously relate to each other, see the divine in each other, see the God in each other, and to respect that and honor that? And that is through the way of the divine feminine. Now, the way of the divine feminine or the mother is not based on gender. These are divine principles, you could say. So the way of divine feminine is Shakti, it's power. And we all have this power in that we all have a mind, body, vital energies, and access to that deeper Shakti. In a lot of the aesthetic traditions, and some of the Buddhist traditions, it was like, this life is suffering, and what's the quickest way out? And that was true rejection of life, to transcend life, to come back to this transcendental aspect. But from my understanding and realizations, this life is not a prison, that we're here to evolve and to know ourselves in form. You could say we're individual focal points of the divine self that's consciously relating to itself. And Awakening to the peace of the divine is fantastic, but also awakening up to this power and bliss of the divine, this blissful conscious activity. Often earlier traditions wanted to, you know, escape, so to speak. And the premise was that this life is suffering but when you look at it only from an egoic standpoint, there is much suffering, confusion and ignorance. But when we start to become more conscious, to be less self-centered, we start to recognize that 
spark of divinity within, which I call the soul, that has this aspiration and will to serve and grow and to be here. and to affect change in the world, to lift the world up, so to speak, to make it more and more conscious in this process of evolution. So the way of the Mother, Divine Feminine, is a path, a path of conscious self-surrender. And if it fits beautifully with Jnana and Bhakti and karma and other traditions and it's very much rooted in the here and now it's not about getting out of the mess so to speak but really about bringing consciousness into wherever we're at and that as we become more conscious of our own holding and resistances that we offer them. It's a self-offering to the Divine Mother, asking her power to illuminate us. And really, Jnana Yoga complements this, is that you start to know yourself more. And back to true love, you start to love more. And then through karma, the service. But all of them are aspects of Shakti, the power to love, the power to serve, the power to know are hers. And she is one with the Father. And you could say this is a different type of trinity, the trinity of the Father, the Mother and the Child. And ultimately, you can say this father and mother are one. They're just ways of approach, ways of understanding, but essentially they're not two. Can we have the sun without sunlight? Thank you.